0: t-shirt with bloodstains all over it, maybe laundry isn't your biggest problem right now.
1: I remember the day the candle shop burned down. Everybody just stood around and sang happy birthday.
0: And a security guy came over and said, you're going to have to move. You're blocking the fire exit. As though if there was a fire, I wasn't gonna run.
2: You make love to the right woman, Johnny. It's beautiful, beautiful. I mean, the last time I made love to my wife, it was ridiculous. (laughs) Nothing was happening. I looked at her, I saw what's the matter? Can't you think of anyone either?
1: You know, like a waitress will bring my meal. Hey, enjoy your meal, you too! But you don't have one, do you? I'm a doofus! If you do, eat, enjoy it when you eat it. If you have a break or something, later. If you get an opportunity, that's all I'm trying to say. That's all that I'm driving at, really.
0: Hello, welcome to Comedy Think Tanked, a podcast with Leonard Kimball and Nick Gordon, two comedians who know how to take a drink and have a thought. Sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy. Now, whether they're ready or not, here's your host, Leonard and Nick.
1: People only tune in to our podcast to hear us beatboxing. They're like, "Thank goodness they're back" because I really missed I really missed the beatboxing. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I don't even remember how to do things I don't even remember either uh, So normally well, we go like uh, Hey everybody, welcome hey. to uh, Comedy what?
3: Think Tank Podcast It's uh, Nick Gordon here with my uh, my best comedy buddy, Leonard Kimball Hello Nick, how are you? Good, how are you? Where the hell have you been?
1: Uh, I've been right here, um, recording podcasts without you, sorry oh, That's fine I invited you here today to, to tell you that It's uh... It's over <laughs> <laughs> It's over before it even begun. Yeah, you know that box you stepped over when you came here to start recording? That was my stuff? Yeah. From the
3: office? I would have grabbed that on the way out. Yeah, I saw a dead potted plant in there, (laughs) and a stapler, (laughs) Stapler. (laughs) and a ruler, and some pens and pencils. I appreciate the time, though. It's been grand. No, Mm -hmm. we're back again. We had... uh, we had our, our good friend Ian McDonald on.
1: Yes, the newest member of the River Comics.
3: Yeah, he's a super funny guy, super talented, multi-talented, another multi-talented pe- person. We keep running into these people who actually know how to do more than just talking to a microphone. <laughs> he uh, he plays the drums and he teaches drums and he he does uh, good comedy and uh, drives a Subaru and you know, multifaceted. He's a five-tool player. <laughs>
1: Uh, Is that a sports reference?
3: That's a sports reference, yeah. Okay, sorry. No, it's it's all right, though. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I forgot how to do this, quite honestly, but at the same time.
1: So, normally what we do is you and I talk for four to 64 minutes, (laughs) and then eventually we're like... Let's hope this
3: is a (laughs) 64-minute
1: And then we eventually cut... And we spl- to that to that interview. Yeah, we splice in the interview. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's going to be so that. seamless. too. I can't wait to hear it. There's cool music too. I think.
3: I think there's cool music.
1: Yeah. I really,
3: we we do want to apologize to our fans and listeners uh, for the extended hiatus. Yeah. During the winter of 21-22, because it's uh, now I don't even dare say the date, but it's April. Um, <laughs> so anyway, no, we we've we've missed you all. We're glad to be back. Mm -hmm. We have some other content that we're going to get out real soon.
1: Yeah, from the archives. From the archives. We'll dive into the archives and release those as soon as possible. Yeah,
3: because we definitely did some other recordings that I think were funny.
1: If I remember correctly. Yeah, they were funny. Yeah. You know what's not funny? No, I do not know what's not funny. Uh,
3: A comedian getting slapped.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And yet we laughed.
3: Yeah, it was kind of funny, actually. Like now looking back at it what are we two weeks removed a week and a half removed from that little fiasco during
1: the oscars right uh there was someone made a joke like it seemed like this happened like years ago right i
3: did see that (laughs) that was very strange yeah um but a lot of people were definitely talking about it as like the end of comedy almost Or Uh you know you can't make a joke anymore because someone could come up and hit you And what, I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts?
1: Uh, well, no, people can't just come up and hit you because in normal situations, (laughs) you hit back. Well, you, well, you either would hit back or someone would actually stop you or, uh, you, you know, they get, tackled off right. stage or they get escorted out or they get immediately arrested you know yeah. that sort of thing it's like
3: have you ever seen youtube videos of comedians being assaulted quote-unquote on stage where like someone's throwing a glass at them or someone's running up on stage and trying to get at them and like the the, the, the brief little melee that ensues from that have you ever
1: i think so you, yeah
3: yeah you must have like they'll have it on like um What's that show? Ridiculousness on MTV. Oh, yeah. Was that was just playing sp- out front. Not a sponsor of <laughs> us.
1: Yeah, not yet. Not yet.
3: Um, but, uh, or like a TMZ video or something, they'll have like a comedian getting attacked. And that's, it's a very different situation because it is like mano a mano. Like it's like, oh, shit, someone's going to swing at me. I guess I'm going to swing back. Whereas Chris Rock, like there's one still photograph. It looks like he's cocked his fist and he's ready to hammer him. But uh-huh you know most like in that setting he was like oh he took the he took the hit it was very shocking yeah to him and he just like rebounded he stumbled around for a couple minutes but they moved on with the show uh-huh. but in real life a man confronts you on the street he's the enemy <laughs> the enemy deserves no mercy <laughs>
1: no yeah i don't know what i would have i don't know what i would I, I suppose uh in a, in a normal situation that i actually could find myself in not not when I'm on television, right, being you know being viewed by millions of people, like say that's, I'm just on a, a normal stage or I'm at CBU and someone yeah. jumps up on stage and takes a swing at me, uh, I probably would defend myself. I guess I don't know. Would, uh, you, would you, uh,
3: I mean my first reaction might be to hit someone with a mic or with a stool or something, uh-huh. or like you know like a, like a lion tamer like you pick up the stool like a oh. lion, and then you use the cord from the microphone to. Well, that's, that's why we have a whip <coughs> inside the little <laughs> cubby hole there. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, our listeners don't appreciate the um the site here that, that we actually have like a i don't know it used to be a fireplace or some shit yeah people call it the dungeon on, on the, the cave, stage yeah we egg could
1: and pole
3: yeah that's part of my joke yeah um but yeah no you definitely have options of defending yourself on stage i feel if someone ever actually does but i can't imagine someone doing that because they know a person knows like uh hopefully they're sober enough to realize like this is comedy club, this is, you know, this is a joke. And yeah. Maybe it hurt a little bit, but everyone else is laughing, and that's the point of being here. It's just to, for laughter.
1: Yeah, I guess, um, well, I guess that joke escalated pretty quickly. I mean, it was in that it was just, it was, it was only one joke, so there's no escalation. It was like one joke and then immediate reaction. Right. I suppose it... It wasn't was, a good joke either, by the way, folks. Like, that wasn't, like... No, well, I, I guess... When you, when you know, okay, so I'll skip ahead, but, but when you, when you Sorry. know what she was going through, then yeah, you know, like, but I wasn't aware that she had a, con- a condition. No,
3: neither was I, but I'm saying like a G.I. Jane reference.
1: Oh, come on. Sure. <laughs> How old is that movie? I don't know. I think it's, oh, I'm going to get canceled here. I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think not knowing what she was going through, Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was an okay joke. Okay. Not the, mo- not the funniest thing ever, but I, I got what the joke was. I just didn't, didn't realize that... and that There be- was
3: so much right, connotation they, behind right,
1: it. Right, well, yeah, you're making fun of her actual medical condition. Yeah. So that's when it becomes not funny. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So, yeah. but like... Uh, damn, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the joke being funny. The joke being... Well, uh, sorry. No, I was going to talk about something else. Um. Edit. 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 Um. Damn it. Oh, I had it.
3: (laughs) Actually, let's not edit this out. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's fun to watch you struggle. It's
1: fun to watch (laughs) Uh, Damn it. What was I going to say? But it had something to do with, like, uh oh! I get it. So uh, how how quickly it escalated? Because it was just yeah. like one joke, and then it escalated to to violence. Right. Um, y- y- we would think us as like you know amateur comedians or whatever we want to call us, uh, professional comedians, semi professional comedians, whatever. We get paid for comedy, whatever. Yeah. But like if we're on stage and we're doing something and we realize that an audience member is legitimately upset with us. Oh, sure. Um, chances are people like you and I yeah. would just fucking stop. Backpedal. Yeah. yeah. Be like, oh, sorry, moving on. Because like the, the audience here would probably take their side, no matter how funny the joke was or not. Yeah. Um, so like in the, in the, in the, we're trying to actually build a comedy community here, a comedy room, right. a scene Right. Where it's not, uh, not in our best interest to... Uh, attack, <laughs> attack people verbally. Right. We can only fit like 45 people in here. Yeah. If we're attacking one of them...
3: <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's, that is very true. I actually have to apologize publicly about um, when I first started seven, eight years ago, whatever it was, I said something to somebody who was in a wheelchair... And, oh really? And I thought like, oh, this is great. You know, I'm a I'm a comedian, and oh. I can say something and make it make a joke about this guy being in a wheelchair, and it did not go well. And oh, okay. you know, I I would say for that moment, I'm very sorry, but also for um, the fact that I thought that I could be funny in that, and like, and, and then I wasn't, and I wasn't good at it either. Okay. Whereas now, if I do a little crowd work, I feel like I I do just enough where it's like this is funny, but I do try to stop before yeah. I. Say okay. anything actually mean to someone, unless they're being a jerk.
1: <laughs> right. Well, because well, then in that case, you've got the audience on your side. Yeah, exactly. And so hopefully you're you're embarrassing the jerkiness out of somebody. Right. Get them to calm down. Maybe they're heckling right. or they're talking or they're on their phone or whatever, not paying attention or whatever. But none of our, whatever.
3: none of your jokes, none of my jokes, none of the people that we work with, you, generally speaking... Have jokes that are so offensive That you Would think that someone in the audience Would be that Upset that they would decide like, Well time to go attack this comedian
1: Oh okay yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I, I've been told that someone got up Got up and walked out on one of my jokes But that's uh, the proper that, reaction that's, Right the that's the proper like, reaction Yeah, Like if you don't like it and you yeah, don't want to My be jokes here. are awful just get, <laughs> just get up and leave I don't need you to attack me Yeah.
3: Well you know whose jokes aren't awful ian mcdonald Segway. Segway. that's good <laughs> ian mcdonald is a very funny dude and we yes. were so happy to sit down and have a chat with him mm-hmm. and get him on our podcast finally so yeah without uh oh, no i was about to say it <laughs> without further ado yeah without further ado we gotta look up a different way to say that here's uh, ian mcdonald everyone enjoy
2: Are we recording already?
1: We are recording, but this oh. I, uh, we haven't actually started yet.
2: So oh, just, okay.
1: But like I'll, I'll...
2: Will I know when we've started?
1: Yes, because it'll be obvious. One of us will say like, welcome to the podcast or whatever.
2: I'm going to need something more clear than that. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: a, a slate or something.
2: <laughs> you just punch me in the groin when it's time to go? We yeah. probably should just say we've already started.
1: Well, I want to make sure you know how, how things go. Have you have you listened to episodes before?
2: I mean, yeah. if you do hit me in the groin, just give me a little recovery time. <laughs> sure. Before expecting me to actually speak. Just right. to the breathing. Uh, I have listened to every episode of Comedy oh, Think more than, Tank.
1: More than I've done. Wow, that's pretty good.
2: <laughs> how would you edit it without listening? It's it's that's, takes a lot of talent. Trust me. Yeah.
1: Have you heard some of them? You can tell. <laughs> you can tell the ones. <laughs> You can tell the ones that I edited when I'm listening to.
2: Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when you put it that way.
3: No, nah, we, we, we've we done well. Leonard's done very well. We we uh, we have to get back on the horse, though, here. i like, fuck it. Send. Send. <laughs> I like it when he sends it at 1 a.m. to me. Like, will you would take a listen to this real quick? I'm going to publish at 5. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, awake. I'm on it. I'm awake.
2: Okay. Uh, yes, ahead. I have I have listened to every episode of, cool, of the podcast, but I didn't know that it was scripted.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it scripted?
2: We should have
3: some papers that we shuffle every now yeah. and then <laughs> just make it sound like <laughs> we're doing uh, something. No, this is the Comedy Think Tank podcast, Ian McDonald, our guest.
2: Welcome. 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 Oh, we're we starting now. I, I just
3: wanted to get that in there before people were like, "What the hell are we listening to?"
1: Oh, okay. These idiots are just. No, I think we're officially starting. We're officially started. Yes, we're officially start. We're actually no starting. We're starting now. Nick expects me to use the the last ten minutes of our banter. The, you
3: know? Parts of that will get used, I think.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's in charge of editing this, <laughs> but it's so much easier to just cut that out and just start where we actually said. Should, Welcome. We, should, we,
2: should we start over? Don't usually, you got to do like a hand clap to sync up the video with the audio, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. There we go. Here we are. Okay. Yeah.
3: Comedy Think Tank podcast yeah. with Ian McDonald. Hello. Uh, live from the Topsom Mall. What's this? The Topsom Crossing Mall? Uh, fair. Fair. Fair Mall. Topsom Fair Mall. Topsom Fair Mall, fair mall uh, yeah. in, here inside the music center. We appreciate yeah. the space, nice quiet space, no children running around. Yeah, it was,
2: no, it was really nice of uh, of them to to let us be here.
1: Does your arcade uh, miss Pac Man? There work?
2: It does work. It's okay. on uh, one of those smart outlet dealies, <laughs> <laughs> so it's only on during certain hours of the day. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. okay. I, I could to... probably figure out how to turn it on though if you want to play a no. game.
1: Yeah, sure. Let's put the microphones down and just play for a little while. Just play, okay. just play with ourselves. Um, That's not what I was saying,
3: oh. actually. Do you sure. like playing Miss Pac-Man or do you like regular Pac-Man?
2: Uh, I like, I like both. I think.
3: What's your favorite video game? Of My all favorite time?
2: video game of all time. Uh, probably. I like. I play a lot of Diablo three. Oh,
1: what's that? What's that about? <laughs> So that's not a, that's not an arcade game. That's like a PC game, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I put in um, wow, it's uh, I put in several hundred hours on the PC version. Probably about a thousand hours on the PC version. Christ on a cracker. Yeah, that's I'm, sadly not a joke. <laughs> uh, and then they released the console version for the Xbox 360, and I bought that, and I put in several hundred hours on that wow
1: um i mean eventually doesn't diablo just just fucking give up i mean how, <laughs> yeah how many times can you kill him
2: a lot oh, okay <laughs> yeah he's um, diablo for Colonel. oh yeah and then i got it for the uh, xbox one and i play that pretty regularly um
3: well that's interesting i we've known each other a little while now i didn't realize you were a gamer
2: yeah i'm not so much a gamer um there are a few games that I play quite a bit. Um but uh yeah, no, I I uh I really like the, the Blizzard games. Uh sadly, you know, some of the members of, of that company have have done done some stuff recently that uh Oh Yeah. So we'll see if Diablo 4 actually ends up coming out or not. That's but uh yeah, it really is too bad.
1: Their like their their employees have got a lawsuit against them. Right?
2: Yeah, like, there's uh, a pretty big like me too lawsuit uh-huh. happening, to my understanding
1: in the video game
3: industry that's dominated by men.
2: Yeah, I don't know exactly the.
3: I I don't know any of this, so yeah, I, yeah I'm I'm being educated at the I, moment.
2: Yeah, not... I didn't read I didn't read uh I didn't read too much about it. I just heard a, a bit about it and hmm. um interesting. Yeah, so. Yeah. I'm not super involved in the, in the whole gaming industry, uh, goings on, but, um, in terms, you know, I don't follow that stuff too closely. Uh, most of the time, when a new game comes out, it's a surprise to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's our
3: right. That's You're all like, right, though. Because what? another game. <laughs> I know. I'm so surprised.
2: I, I'm always amazed when they a need new more video of my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That,
3: that's okay, because we're actually here not to talk about video games, but oh, to talk about comedy, because no. because oh, okay. that's what we have in common, and that's actually yeah. what the podcast is about: is 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 comedy. It's been a while. I, f- I forgot what the yeah. podcast is about. I'm it, sorry. It's about. I think it's about comedy. I forgot too. Okay. Everyone loves to laugh, as the great Mike Gray is. Yes, told us before. I'm glad <laughs> um, someone told you. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> well, you know. So, so, how long have you done comedy? Yeah. You know, what, what, what are your comedy origins?
2: My comedy origins. Uh, so, in terms of actual stand up, um, I I did my first open mic in November of 2018. Uh. Oh, and, uh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it wasn't one of ours, was it?
2: No. Okay. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was actually, it was like a rescheduled date. I don't think it was supposed to happen exactly when it did, but it was Black Friday, November 23rd, 2018. Um, and it was at Suntiki in Portland. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, was like Portland, a, Maine.
1: Like Jim Martin?
2: Yeah, Jim, and, Jim Nikki and Nikki Martin were hosting it. Uh-huh. And so... Basically, what happened was a good friend of mine, Steve, um, w- told me that he was going to be doing this this open mic and uh, and s- suggested that I I do it also. I had been hanging out with I have three really good friends, uh, Nate, uh, Steve, and Julia, and the the four of us would hang out and and write jokes. And we did that for probably a couple years before I actually got on stage for the first time um and uh so steve was like hey there's this open mic happening that uh the martins are doing and we all knew jim through the music scene uh because uh, okay. yeah because he's at, at buck dancers um
1: and you knew him at, uh that he did comedy also
2: yeah okay. yeah so i would found out that he did comedy and he was really the only person that i knew personally that actually did comedy um and uh, so Steve was like, yeah, Jim, Jim Martin has this open mic that they're hosting. I'm going to do it. You should do it, too. And I was like, I don't know about that, <laughs> but uh, I'll come and support you, you know. And uh, he was like, no, bring your jokes. Steve said, bring your jokes. And, uh, you know, just in case. I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll bring my jokes just in case, but I don't know if I'm going to go on stage.
1: So you were just you were just writing for fun and you weren't planning on going on stage with these jokes.
2: I never knew whether or not I would actually ever go on stage and and tell my jokes in front of people. Um I have pretty bad stage anxiety. Um it's it's really diminished quite a bit more recently since I've been performing quite a bit now. Um but I you know, I I'd, I'd wanted to be a stand-up since I don't know. Pretty much as long as I could remember, I always liked the idea of performing in front of people. But and I love performing in front of people. I just get super super nervous before I go on stage. Oh. Um, it's gotten better now. It's it's not so bad now. Um, it's actually almost scary when it doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah.
3: But do you, do you still get excited to go on stage? Do you still get that like oh, that yeah. rush
2: of like all right here we go? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's um yeah no it's it's amazing i I would want to do it every single day multiple times a day if i could Fuck you know? yeah <laughs> um
1: so t- tell us about that first time uh, at at Santiki Oh,
2: I was so terrified like so <laughs> I, I yeah I showed up there and uh it was the place was pretty much empty it was just the owner was there um an empty open mic, really? Yeah. So it was it's been known to happen. It was actually a really a pretty crazy experience. So it was the the owner of Santiki was there, uh, the Martins were there, my three friends, Nate, Steve, and Julia, and myself, and we were there before anybody else. the The room was completely empty, and this was a sign up sheet with you know maybe like ten spots to to write in your name or something like that, and uh, so my friend Steve was like, uh, I I signed up. You should sign up, too. And I was like, oh, well, you, you wrote your name in number six. So he's like, yeah, I'm not going first for the open line. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was, and I looked at Nikki Martin, and I had, hadn't met her before, but I, I looked at her and I said, um, so if I write down my name in one through five, do I get to go five times? Do I get all <laughs> of that time? Uh, she's like, no, that's not how that works. Like, Damn it. <laughs> um, so no, I ended up putting my name in third. And, uh, and then I found out that uh, Marcus Cardona was featuring and, and I, I didn't know him at all. I, like I said, I, I didn't know anybody else from the scene, but I, they're like, oh yeah, he's back visiting. He He's a, he's a, a comic in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. In New York. I was like, Okay. So so a guy who's performing in New York. Oh, and Connor McGrath is on too. And oh, he voted yeah. twice funniest <laughs> in Maine. I was like, I have to follow these guys for the first time I've ever go and then the room filled up and there was like forty people there. Oh um, okay. wow. and uh but I, I got it on film and um, you know, my friend Nate filmed it for me and it, it went well. I got laughs. I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't got laughs. Um I almost Fainted. I thought I was gonna throw up before I went on stage. Oh like wow. I had to remove myself from the room, go in the bathroom, like splash water on my face and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty pretty intense.
3: It is intense. Yeah. You know, uh
1: no one actually dies. <laughs>
2: i someone's, know that someone's now. gonna google
1: <laughs> <laughs> the time when someone was found Dead you know, not un- <laughs> unresponsive in a bathroom before it'll be mike
2: and it's true the uh the death to to, to stage ratio <laughs> stage time ratio is pretty low i think there've only been like what three comedians that have died on stage
3: I think there have been comedians who have died on stage, but not because they were scared to be on stage, oh, just because yeah. they were no, very it's... fucking unhealthy. <laughs> oh,
2: yes, yeah, absolutely. But wait, yeah. Wait, no, I'm just am teasing. Unhealthy
1: comedians.
3: Yeah, wow. no. Yeah. Have you seen the three of us? <laughs> <laughs> That's what,
1: it's what is an audio podcast? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, anyway, I'm sorry. That's uh... but you got some laughs. I got and you, some laughs. And you didn't yeah, die. It went well,
2: it, yeah. Okay. It, yep. Um. Yeah, it 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 went much better than than I would have expected. And did, um,
1: did you start off in the in the the current sort of style that you have now, sort of like one liners, dry, yes. that sort of thing? Okay. Yeah,
2: and uh, the that kind of stoic, non reactive, dry, deadpan kind of thing, I think mostly came out because I was terrified. Like I think it's just it was my oh, really? reaction to being nervous, and um
3: you don't think I, that's part of your personality though
2: um it might be I don't know i think i'm I find myself to be just a bundle of energy <laughs> 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 most people I, I
3: think I think you in day to day world are are far different than what you are on the stage um I think. You're definitely acting a a, a a role or a part on the stage. You're doing you're doing a persona that is a part of you. I think, but um, um, I don't think it's a major part of you. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. You're not a bundle of energy though. You're not uh, a big ball of.
2: I can't. Fucking light. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many times a day I'm told to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you live with your mother. Uh, not anymore. Okay. <laughs> I did until I was, uh, Ian, calm
3: down. I think I was
2: 19 <laughs> when I moved out. Oh, okay. Well, that's not, yeah.
3: we're not talking, that's not, that's not what this
2: podcast is, that, is about. That's not what we're talking about. No. But my dad was living there too at the time. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Did you have a good, good childhood growing up?
2: Yeah. 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 It was good. Uh, my family is super supportive. Um, that's awesome. They always have been. Yes, your um,
3: mother comes out all the time. She does. Yeah. Yep.
2: My dad comes to shows too. Does it? Yeah. Yep. Um I think most of my family has has come to see me. Um I think the only one So what's that
1: like? What's <laughs> it like <laughs> Yeah?
2: <laughs> it's it's great.
1: Tell us how it is to know your parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but 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 really, uh I, I think it's actually it might be uh, a little rare at least for me to get a lot of like your family coming out to to not just one show but multiple shows i mean i see your friends and family coming out supporting you really often that's uh that's really yeah that's really it's really
2: awesome it is it's um it's i'm i'm really very fortunate and and appreciative of of them to to come out um because obviously you want people in the room and um it can be a little bit it can be a little bit kind of odd sometimes telling jokes to people that you know i actually have a harder time telling jokes to people that i know than people that i don't know um
1: sure i can see that yeah Yeah.
2: like i'll find myself like having a, a hard time keeping a straight face if i know the person and i'm telling them a joke right um, or, you know, I might laugh at my own joke if, if I, if I know the person, but if it's somebody who I don't know, it's, uh, for some reason it's, I'm I have an easier time kind of not breaking. Well, there's um, a,
3: there must be some psycho, psychological thing to that.
2: You know? Yeah. there. Yeah. And I wouldn't it would, have any it, idea. No, what neither, that neither would, would I. <laughs> I'm just, um, <laughs>
3: Just trying to sound smart without actually doing any work. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I also get I get it's nervous uh when there's a bunch of comedians in the room who have heard my jokes before. Mm. And then I, I think to myself, like, oh, they've heard these seven jokes that I'm gonna tell. And I feel a little bad saying it saying it again. Yeah. But then I but I but I think like, oh no, but Luckily, there's 40 people in the room who haven't heard these jokes. Where are you so, doing comedy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I'm going to tell the jokes to those guys. Yeah, yeah, that can be tough too. Um, I uh, I try to I do try not to tell the same jokes for the same audience, and and a lot of times I'll kind of base that on on the room that I'm performing in. Um, so obviously, the, the more often you perform in a room, the harder that that would be. Um, You know, not to not to be telling the same joke every single week and well, that sort of thing.
3: You you yourself have a weekly show at yeah. the Stroudwater Distillery that you host uh, almost every week. Mm-hmm. And that you have hosted almost every week yeah. since its uh, beginnings with you. Yeah, how do you? how do you try to change that? Because you know, at least as a portion of the people in that room, the bartenders, if no one else uh, who have heard the same things from you a couple of times now, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Constantly writing and trying new stuff or.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I aim to write every day. I don't always succeed at that. Uh, I was trying for a while just to write down like 10 things a day, whether they're funny or not. Um, just because I think that that's that's one of the the things that I've that I've learned is that if I sit down with the intent of writing something funny, it's not going to happen.
4: <laughs> you know, you can't, but you can't it, like force <laughs> something
2: funny. Yeah. But if you get all of the stuff out of your head that's not funny and get that mm-hmm. on paper and get it out of the way, yeah. and then weirder things maybe start to come out or if nothing else you've got a bunch of ideas and then you're like okay so here's my here's my premise or here's my setup and now you know where can i take this like what what kind of uh what kind of direction can i can i go with with this to make it so that it is something funny like
3: Usually the weird funny thing comes when you're in the shower or driving in the car and you can't actually sit and write. Absolutely, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
2: It's finding that kind of that place in your mind between the conscious and the subconscious, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I actually took a a pretty interesting course um, when I was trying to meet my unemployment uh, requirements for the <laughs> for the the pandemic assistance
4: um,
2: <laughs> alone in my apartment. Um, I took a I took a course. It was learning how to learn, and it was
1: wait learning how to learn. Learning how to learn. Okay.
2: Yeah, I know. I probably should have taken it before I started <laughs> kindergarten. But, um, but uh, you know, a little later in life, I guess it's never too late to learn how to learn. <laughs> As they say,
1: as they say, did I say that a lot? uh, Well,
3: in the class, I said
2: that. Oh, okay. As I've heard it said, people say. Someone, someone told me once, it's never too late for you to stop being an idiot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, um, yeah, I took this course, and it was really interesting because it was talking about the way that we're able to, the way that our brains take in information, and then how we can keep that information like ways to memorize things ways to to learn the information that's important and it was it was helpful because it was talking about um also uh the creative process a little bit and uh and kind of talked about like ways to get into this kind of other state of mind as I said, kind of in between the conscious and the, and the self and the, sorry, subconscious, like you were saying in the shower no. or like driving down the road, you know, or like right before you fall asleep, which is always the worst time. Cause uh, I started keeping a, a notebook <laughs> with uh-huh. a pen right next to me in bed. <laughs>
3: I, <laughs> no, it's a good idea. Yes, I was envisioning you cuddling with a notebook. <laughs> I mean, stroking its tassels. <laughs> yeah <laughs> tassels on your notebook it's
2: leather bound <laughs> sometimes you just sometimes you want to be held and other times you just want to hold something else i don't know <laughs> yeah. um but yeah no it's uh it was it was helpful to to kind of like figure out and they were talking about people who invent things and and the way that they are able to methods that they use to for that creative process like edison and salvador dolly so it's like the history people. of learning to learn then. It got into that a little bit, That's yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I I have a tendency to um to get really into uh certain subjects and and like understanding like processes and the way that our brains work. I nerd out on that stuff for whatever cool. reason. No, I don't absolutely. I don't yeah. really know why, but yeah.
3: So I would would you consider yourself a student of comedy then, like someone who's always Trying to pick it apart, and rather than just watching to enjoy it, and saying like, "Oh, how did we get to that point where we have a this joke with this punchline and that setup?" and yeah, that sort of deal. Like, yeah, you more <clears throat> more uh, mathematical about it. Do you think?
2: I think so. I don't know if it's intentional, um, but uh, you know, I, I, it started off uh, watching a lot of stand up, and um, I come from a, a really funny family um you know every everybody in my family is always cracking jokes and is so i a, never i never really like thought about yeah how to write a joke i just knew how to write one just cuz you knew what would how to
3: get the punchline the fat get to the punchline the fastest yeah w- was it a big family like where you had to be competitive at the dinner table just to get a word in or
2: uh no not a big family um mother father brother um so of uh, the four of us uh, but we we have a pretty close extended family, which is, which is pretty big. Um, So uh, example, um, Thanksgiving was kind of uh, like a big thing for my family. Um, It's actually kind of, uh, kind of a nice story, I guess, in a way. Um, Tell tell us a nice story. Would you like to hear a nice, nice little, little tale of, a little story.
3: Little story. Uh, a quick little. I want to talk a little
2: little. little uh, so little yarn a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my grandmother met my grandfather um, when they were in their th- mid thirties. I think maybe a little bit older than that. Now that I think about it, but they they married the year before my parents met. So so this is not my biological grandfather. Oh, really okay. okay. <laughs> yes um
1: they, time travel <laughs>
2: yeah yeah no they they each had they each had their own their own family uh with children and they they met later in life they were both divorces and so when when they met uh it was really important for both of them that in that marriage the the two families became one family mm-hmm. and they, they really wanted everybody to get along and stuff. And so Thanksgiving was kind of the one holiday where that would happen. And so we would have these big Thanksgiving dinners with like, there would be like 40 people there, something like that.
4: It's quite a few. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. Like big, like three, like eight foot tables with, with every, you know,
3: you Have to eat in the uh, yard.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had, um, I had a little shed out back <laughs> that I would uh, would go out and uh, eat eat my turkey and you know if I was allowed that year if I had been good enough. You're <laughs> dropping into your character, your I'm stage sorry. character. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, we would we, we would all get together and this is actually um, I think where, where I first started actually writing jokes, uh, after the meal and we would go on a walk and then come back and have pie. And then we would play games. And one of the games that we would play, my family called fictionary. We had this old second edition Webster's dictionary. I actually have it now. Uh, it was gifted to me and it's like, it's, I kid you not like two feet thick. <laughs> it's like it's, It has You know Words in it We don't use anymore Does it have
3: its own Like little table Where you leave it open All the time and there's a lamp on it you know, like, I should like really a, do like that Like in, yeah. in a law uh, Library where yeah. People are just Flipping over Trying
2: to uh Yeah, no, I, I, I really should do that, but actually... That right, would be funny. That's yeah, funny. no, my table was a little wobbly, though, so I, I, I'm using it to keep it stable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Two feet up on one side? It had... It okay, only had it
2: was a lot nice. wobbly, if we're being honest.
3: Why do my dishes keep falling off this yeah.
2: table? <laughs> I really, I, you know, I wanted to... Uh, pay the the proper respects to the dictionary. So okay. that's that's where it's living right now. Um no, but I do have it and uh it's it's pretty cool. Um so we had this game called Fictionary and uh they've actually made a like a a, a purchasable board game version of this game now. Um You getting any royalties? No, no, sadly not. Um mm-hmm. I don't know where I don't know who brought the game to the family, but um uh, yeah, I think the board game version is called Balderdash. Um, oh, so I've heard of that. game. You've heard of that game, yeah. yeah.
1: So, how do you play Fictionary?
2: So, Fictionary. Um, I think the you know the version that my I think I've heard other families call it just call it Dictionary, but basically, you you have everybody at the table takes a turn going into the dictionary and finding a word that nobody at the table knows the meaning of
1: okay right
2: uh that person writes the word down with the real uh definition and then each person at the table writes a false definition Uh. and then they all hand in their answers the person who chose the word reads each of them out loud and everyone at the table makes a guess as to the correct definition yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, it is it is it was pretty fun. And um so when I was too young to play it, either because my reading or writing skills weren't there yet, but my family was was playing this game, I would sit and watch and I always got a kick out of the 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 answers that weren't serious that you know, <laughs> I would yeah. have there would be like a play on words or maybe a little story or a limerick or something using this word that no one knew the meaning of and everyone at the table would laugh. And I, I want to do that. Yeah, Like I want to yeah, be the yeah, one
4: yeah.
2: doing that. <laughs> okay. That's what I want to do. And so as soon as I was old enough to be able to to play the game, that's what I, 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 and I would play it and you know, not every round you don't come up with something funny every single round, but like it, it was, that was my first experience writing a joke. Was, it was really
3: preparing you though, because not every joke hits you you know that that's now. true
2: also yeah <laughs> yeah definitely um jokes about uh flatulence usually go over pretty well yeah but like
3: suicide not so much
2: no not with your family yeah uh, I, I learned that actually <laughs> also on the stage because i i have a couple dark bits uh you're talking before about you know um performing with with family and friends and and um like I said, I I love having my family there. I want them to be at every show if they if they can be there. I I always love seeing them in the audience. Uh, I did notice though that some of my darker material does not go over as well because they care about me.
3: Well, they, or at least oh, really? that's what okay. you think. Or they're, 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 they 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 yeah. look at you in a different way. And when you're trying to be funny or trying to write something smart or something dark or something. They don't. That's not how they see you. I, right. I learned that quickly because my my family came to a couple early shows and i are like, "He's funny, but that's not how he's funny." Mm. And I'm like, "I'm funny, like with you guys just messing around, but I can't do that on stage." And these people, these people, that's out of context for these audience members. So I actually have to write something that's funny, and I'm still working on that. Yeah, you know, and it, it's hard to do. And they don't know that Nick. And it's there's like a triad of. People going, you know, you on stage and your family there going. I don't know that person on stage, but the crowd saying like that person's not funny or whatever the case may be. It's, yeah, it's hard to connect those dots. I think. <clears throat> Is that that sounds outlandish, doesn't it? Did I make any sense at all? <laughs> <laughs> it it, it made some, yeah. some sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird thing because my family does not attend you know shows much anymore. I mean, they do, but it's not. It's not like I, You want them there all the time. I don't care if my family's there or not. You know, <laughs> because when they're there, it's like it's nice to see them, but it's more right. it's more work to try to make them understand
1: what it is that we're all trying to do, and it's it's, mm. it's just oh, a weird so thing. to make the, make them appreciate what you're.
3: They're they're yeah. there to see me, right? Or they're there to see their family member, whoever it might be. But it, that's not the person that they know at the dinner table. That's not the person they know at home. So it's kind of weird to. You have two different things going on. Okay it's a, it's a strange thing yeah
1: I, I think I, I think I get it, and I'm I, really
3: just kind of coming up with it now on the spot. It's now that Ian's talking about it like and I'm thinking why well, I wonder why my family doesn't show up, but mm. that's what it is, is is they don't know who that person is up there
2: I'm guessing Leonard's family doesn't show up because they don't live <coughs> nearby they live, in, they live in Chicago
3: yeah <laughs> no, unfortunately <laughs> but i mean his 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 wife will come and and, mm-hmm. and you know she'll she'll sit and watch and i I've actually never I don't know does she laugh at your stuff? I don't think she thinks you're funny
1: no, she yeah. doesn't yeah, exactly so. no because I, I test out jokes on her all yeah. the time and, and she's, she's like, like, what are you doing? but you're right but, but when you're when you're standing
3: in the kitchen and you guys are joking about your son or your daughter or whatever, like you make her laugh, right?
1: yes, yeah,
3: so you're funny in that way to her, but that's not who you can be on stage to be funny there right so it's like two different people
1: yeah when when, when she does come to shows, it's more like she gives me feedback on the other comedians who were on the show, yeah, sure. She's like, oh, yeah, that that first guy or that last guy was really funny or whatever. Or Nick is funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Nick, Nick's got to keep working at it. Yeah, he, he <laughs> might have something someday. <laughs> Who's
2: this Nick guy you're talking about? Oh, it's somebody uh, else
3: that we've met. <laughs> we have other friends besides
1: you.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, that's, uh, that's, that is very uh, interesting stuff. I'm... So I really didn't know that you had started so recently in comedy. I just assumed you had done it a, a, quite a while longer longer than me at least
2: um yeah yeah it was 2018 november 2018 and then i uh wasn't able to find another open mic until april of 2019 so it was like six month gap pretty much in between that first time and the second time i went up
1: (laughs) What the hell were we doing then? That's when we started our open mic in November, oh, I, like 2018. I, I realize, I feel, I feel we got to like... advertise better, apparently.
2: Well, I just <laughs> didn't know anybody. Yeah, you know, um, it's like I, there were like <laughs> there were six open micers, and then um, and then the two features on on that that open mic that I'd done that the Martins hosted. Right, and um, I didn't really I didn't really get a chance to to talk to anyone. Uh, I was, I was still kind of recovering, I think, from my time on stage. Um, but, uh, Catch them yeah. while you
3: can, folks. Because you <laughs> might not be back for six months. <laughs> I
2: ended up, uh, yeah. So I ended up doing the, the next open mic I did was at, uh, the Thirsty Pig in the Old Port. Again, it was hosted by the Martins. Um, okay. and it was like April vacation. Um, because I teach uh drums so most of my students are 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 in school so and i'm teaching them in in the evening so a lot of the time at the, at that time anyway I, like the only time i could get out to a mic was or you know get out in the evening in general was if there was like a school vacation and i wasn't teaching
3: uh, yeah. so
2: yeah i went down to this mic at thirsty pig uh in portland and uh jim said Oh, are you going up to Empire after this? I was like, I don't know. What's going on at Empire? He's like, Oh, there's another comedy open mic. I was like, Oh, really? He's like, Yeah. He's like, uh, Joe Deshane's hosting. I was like, Wait, Joe Deshane, the guy I went to high school with, is hosting a <laughs> comedy open mic at Empire? Yeah, I'll go to that. So I ended, up, I ended up the second time I went out to do open mic, I ended up going up twice that nice. night, which is pretty good for Maine. Um oh yeah, you know sure. being able to get get on a mic more than once in a night is is good um and then later that week, I went to um Bare bones. there was a uh I think Mike Gray was featuring you mentioned him earlier, he was featuring a show there. I think you guys were there, I know Leonard was there
3: I think we were there, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I ended up going on there, and that was the first time I met uh mark turcott and and you guys um and uh mike gray and uh uh my old um art teacher from high school uh Stephen amoroso was was there oh yeah yeah, That's you, yeah. you know him yeah yes. uh we used to do bits when in, in class oh really in high school yeah um <laughs> uh, yeah we had we had a couple bits that that we did um he he let me do a bit as one of my art presentations I was supposed to be talking about a painting and I was just making up stuff about it. <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, he definitely, he's another person that definitely helped me kind of form my, my sense of humor or my idea of what, what humor could be. Um, so I was really pretty thrilled to see when he was, he was doing stand up too. So yeah, we start he and I started about the same time. Nice. Um, yeah, that that was kind of how I got got into the scene. And, so we uh, probably
3: were there for your fourth time on a mic, and we've been there since. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, really damn. cool. I yeah, I, I would have assumed too that you've just been doing it for several years. And well, I mean, at, at
2: this point, it is several years. But well, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's that's a huge compliment.
3: Do you? I have to ask. Um, your style is similar to um, mm-hmm. Stephen Wright. Yeah. Is he somebody that you have watched and and taken notes on or is that just a coincidence?
2: Uh I'd say it's I mean yes I've watched him. I don't I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily striving to emulate or be like anybody else in particular. Um but uh he I am a huge fan of Stephen Wright. Um,
3: You're a huge fan of comedy, so I'm a huge you, you fan of comedy. You can't not be a fan yeah. of Stephen Wright,
2: but, um, Yeah. I get it. A huge, yeah. I like. I when I, when I was starting, like as a kid, um, and my mom will tell you that I've been doing comedy all my life. She'll like if you talk to her at a show, she'll say that I've been preparing for this <laughs> my entire life. Um,
3: She's very annoyed by that, though. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, it may have may have appeared that way from the facial, facial expression I was making. No. Um. Yeah, I was annoying, and 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 still. Um. No, uh like I, I watched a lot of like like Monty Python, The Three Stooges, Marx Brothers, a lot of a lot of older stuff, like generationally stuff that probably shouldn't I watched a lot of like black and white sitcoms that haven't been on air since the fifties. Like you know, green. <laughs> like Acre. you were watching oh, really?
3: you were watching like uh like green it, Nick at ne- Nick
2: at Night. It, it was basically shows that were like yeah. recorded off of Nick at Night. That's yeah. Funny. My uncle uh, who lives in Boston? Like I, didn't, we didn't have cable growing up, but he would tape, you know, Three Stooges and and stuff off of the the local t- TV show there in Boston, and they, they would show like Green Acres and the Beverly Hillbillies, and um, this show Car Fifty Four, wow. which I don't know if you know that show, but it's yeah. it's pretty amazing. A couple of people from the Munsters were on it, um, and uh, so so I I grew up watching watching a lot of that stuff and a lot of cartoons like I'm a Looney, bit, Looney Tunes Looney Tunes I actually yeah one of the things I did during uh during self isolation in the in the pandemic was um I bought as many of the Looney Tunes as I could possibly get on <laughs> on DVD. I figured I found this. <laughs> I you found, bought them? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I uh, I found a site is like maximizing Bugs Bunny, and it had like a pie chart <laughs> that broke down the D, all of the DVD releases and oh how to get God. the the most uh, unique Looney Tunes cartoons for your dollar. Nerd! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so I bought it. A whole bunch of yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Cartoon I think we bird. all should get
3: ripper on drunk <laughs> <laughs> and go watch every episode of Bugs Bunny that we possibly can looney,
2: that sounds like yeah. a really good
3: time, actually,
2: looney Tunes, the Simpsons yeah you, you uh, weren't you
3: weren't self isolating then you had all your friends,
2: oh like, yeah, all of them.
3: have you watched all the Simpsons? I know you're a fan, I I'm actually.
2: a huge fan of the simpsons <laughs> i uh I have not seen every episode there was. There was a time there when, when they went, when TV went digital and you couldn't use your rabbit ears anymore. Wow. Yeah. I was like uh, a little resistant to that, I okay, guess. So. Um, <laughs> You're an old soul. I am an old soul. Uh, my uncle once called me a Luddite. Um, it, we'll have to
1: look that up. You don't know what a Luddite is? I guess I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's like someone who like shuns technology.
2: Ah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was a Lutheran. But I, didn't <laughs> <laughs> no? I didn't buy anything no. <laughs> online until... Uh, Presbyterian? No. no. What's, what's
3: the thing? What's the shaker? Is it a... No, it's a...
1: Uh, Amish? Amish. Jesus Amish. Christ. Yeah,
2: Mennonite. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. The, uh, <laughs> the first online purchase that I made that wasn't a concert ticket, I think, was in uh 2015.
4: What? Yeah, you
3: know, but then, no, 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 no. I think oh. 2015, I, 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 I don't know that I would have made an online purchase before 2015 either. Quite really? honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I oh. Maybe maybe oh. from a very specific website uh, that we probably can't name. No, that's, that's a joke. Uh, Baskin I, but, Robbins?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like Adam Eve? Uh, no,
3: no, no. I, I, I have to wonder. I have to think now. I don't know, honestly. I don't think it's a bad thing. I like to hold when you don't you like to hold things.
2: I like the brick and mortar. <laughs> experience. Yeah, exactly.
3: Like right here, where I mean, just on the other side of the mm-hmm. door, there's a music center here. Yeah, and we have all these beautiful guitars and other instruments and whatnot. Yep. Here in Topsom, if anyone's looking to buy anything, uh, it's yes. a great place to shop. But I I wouldn't want to go buy one of those off off the internet. No, you? absolutely no. not. I, in, in, no. In, in, in from that down to a little toy for a kid at Christmas, I want to be able to touch it and hold it and see yep. it. So I don't have any issue with that.
2: Yeah, it's the it's the same reason I still buy books. You know. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna get a like a fire stick or whatever they're called. Yeah, I don't. Even I, know I'm what getting worked called.
3: up. I'm getting worked up. Books. Is this fire stick? I don't. No, think that's it's what a Kindle. Kindle. Kindle.
2: Kindle. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking. I knew it had something to do with burning. It seems like a bad idea to put
3: <laughs>
2: books. <laughs> Kindling. The biggest seller is Fahrenheit 451.
3: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. All right, uh, since we I did bring it up again, we're here at the music center where you work as a yeah. drum teacher and a mm, salesman. Yes. Um, when did you get into music? Tell so us about
2: that. So I started playing, like I banged on pots and pans and all that stuff as a, as a kid, um, but I started playing music when I was about 10 years old. I started taking uh, uh, drums through my school elementary school when i was in fifth grade so i've been playing for almost 30 years now wow oh, yeah. Wow! yeah um and uh yeah i did i did band uh started off just had a had a snare drum it actually um so i wanted to do drums i almost did trombone or saxophone. I really liked the idea of the trombone. I thought I thought that was a cool instrument.
3: Just because it moved.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's just the funniest <laughs> of instruments.
3: <laughs> really? Actually, it is one of the when the people when they do that you know that yeah. whatever the hell. Wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. a yeah. trombone, right?
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, i had i wanted to do maybe maybe trombone or saxophone, but I decided on the drums. And my parents came home with. Uh, a bell kit, you know, like, uh, like a little, like lock and spiel kind of thing, you know, like mallet percussion, like, (laughs) and I was just like, I pitched a fit. (laughs) (laughs) I broke down crying, uh, which, uh, uh, which is really out of character for me, honestly. Um, And from what I've been told by my parents too, like I was, I was not a difficult Kid in in that respect, um but yeah, I, I I threw threw a fit and I was like crying. I was like, I wanted to play. Well, wow, this is pretty embarrassing, uh, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> you know. I, was, I wanted to play the drums, and so they, you know, so they brought the bell kit back and got a snare for me. And I just had had a snare drum that I was learning on for a number of years before I got my. First, I think it was like five years before I got my first and only drum kit. Um, I have another another kit now but the only drum kit that i've ever really used or played out with and um so i did you know i did uh, concert band and jazz band at school marching band uh but i never took formal drum set lessons until i got to college i was pretty much teaching myself like applying what i was learning in in uh band to the drum kit and and figuring it out on my own um and then and then I studied with uh the late great Steve Grover at at University of Maine Augusta. Um did not graduate, truth be told. Yeah. I, I dropped out.
1: Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It <laughs> happens.
2: I tried to go back to uh USM and dropped out of there too. So, <laughs> two time dropout.
3: Are you still paying your
2: bills? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
3: so they'll get their money no matter what. Don't worry about it.
2: Oh, they've <laughs> already gotten it. But that's aside. No. Yeah.
3: Well, that so you so you didn't actually take a formal drum lesson.
2: Yeah, no. Saying. I took I took a couple of one off lessons when I was in high school because I needed to learn um, like a technique for yeah. for my my bass drum foot. And this, I don't know if this is. Making any sense or not, I,
3: I, it is because you're now teaching my son yeah. how to do some stuff, and uh, I wish I appreciate and and uh, he's telling me things that I've never heard of before. So
2: yeah, I'm, I'm it, learning as well as him. Oh yeah, no, yeah. and it's it's great, and I I you know I learn a lot from from teaching too. I think that's one thing that I wasn't necessarily expecting when I started teaching was how much I would learn. Just every single day, from from every student that that comes in, I learn something. That's nice. It's amazing. That's yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Hmm.
3: What do you learn? Getting back to comedy, what do you learn from watching other comedians as we go through our process of producing shows and and such?
2: Um, it's
3: kind of a weird question, but you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, sometimes you, sometimes you you see somebody do something and you kind of learn what not to do. Um, but also other times you, you know, watching people, uh, you, I think one of the, one of the biggest things, um, is, is like pacing. Yeah. And time timing, like when, when to kind of start talking again. Um, you see someone
3: step on their joke step on their laughter of yeah. like, and and then you're like oh 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 i get it now because yeah. when you're on stage you don't feel that
1: right it's hard to notice
3: on yep. stage
2: absolutely and it's definitely it's definitely something that um you know I, f- I feel like i i'm i'm improving on constantly um but i think that it's it's one of the things that is harder when you're starting out from what I've seen too, just seeing newer comics starting out um, and, and noticing one of the things that happens is they've memorized their, their jokes in a specific way that they want to tell them. And so they might be going too fast or they're, they're just thinking about what it is that they want to say and not so much what's going on in the room. Right. So like being, present in the room is one of the biggest things that i've really learned watching people especially people who are much more seasoned and who really are are more comfortable on stage and more comfortable kind of being in the room and interacting with with everything that's that's going on around them um people love to feel like they're included and even just mentioning something that is in the, that you see in the room is like, I've, I've seen that go over so well, so many times, you know,
3: and tying that back to music. Do you think as a drummer, someone who's keeping time, is there any relation between being in a band and playing the drums and doing comedy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the one thing that, That has like the least to do with comedy is the fact that, you know, you're in a band, you're involved with all these other people. But one of the things that was like really, that I really loved the idea about being able to go and do comedy was that, oh, I don't have to lug this drum set (laughs) down to my car and go and set it up and play for 15 minutes and then break it down and put it back in my car and then take it out of my car. It's like I can show up with a piece of paper in my pocket at at the least, you know, yeah. and sometimes not even that, yeah. you know? Um, so that's, that's been one of the, the biggest things for me that, that has really drawn me to, to comedy instead. Yeah. from for just lazy loving people. It. <laughs> um, yeah. In some ways um, the, but in terms of timing, like a- absolutely, and like I like to write material that has a lot of different layers too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, try to think about the the inner beats of things. Um, and you know, I mean, uh, the audience is a huge part of a stand up performance. Mm. Yep. if there isn't one it's just you talking to an empty room and you might as well just be doing that at home. Yeah. You, can't, you ways, have to have at least you know, one other person you listening to. to what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a conversation. I can't remember who said it, but I, I, I listen to a lot of, a lot of podcasts and stuff and, and interviews and, and I, I wish I could remember who said this, but they said it's, it's basically a conversation, a one sided conversation where you are talking to the audience and the audience's response is laughter. Yeah and so there's it's very there's a, weird yeah it's very weird but yeah relating it to music it's like you know there are some nights where the audience is hot and they're they're laughing and they're giving you everything that you need and it's and it's like jazz it's like music it's like this you you can kind of like pause a little bit longer and, and get a little bit more of a laugh from a joke or you can Kind of like roll it right into the next thing, and and yeah, it's that's the kind of like when when you have a night like that, those are the kinds of nights that I I chase after. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. those those are the ones that that make me like give me the fuel to like go and and do it again. You know, because when you have nights where people when you're struggling to get that laugh um it can be it can be pretty painful uh i tape every single one of my shows vi- uh videotape oh yeah there's only been a couple that i haven't
3: you must be an iphone user
2: no i'm not actually <laughs> <laughs> i have uh, i have an android but yeah. I, I tape them all and it's I only have one video up on YouTube at the moment. I I have a bunch that are unpublished on there that I'll send to like bookers or, or, or close friends or that kind of thing. But I haven't really, I haven't publicly published a lot of stuff. Um, but I, I tape every single one because I, I, and I go back and I watch it and I I learn a lot from that. For me, like the writing of the jokes isn't that difficult. It can be tricky coming up with new material. Um, but the work doesn't really like you can write jokes and you can put them in a specific order and you can memorize them and get up on stage and tell them in front of people and hopefully get the response that you're looking for, which is laughter. Uh, But having the footage and being able to go and then like, okay, what didn't work? Like what words are unnecessary here? Do I need to change the order? Am I doing something weird with my face? (laughs) Did I like say something confrontational to somebody that they didn't like? Or is there, um, do they not like the subject matter? Like what is, what is it about this that didn't work or how do I make it better? Or like, do I just need to like sit there for a little bit longer to get the laugh or to Uh build the laugh, you know? And so those are the types of things that, that I really look at and think about when I, when I'm working on stuff.
1: So what do you have for your your goals with stand-up comedy? What, what, do you, what do you hope to achieve?
2: I mean, it would be, I think, it would be amazing to be a, a household name, but I don't know that I'm going to get there. And if I don't get there, that's okay. I would love for that to be the case. I obviously, I know it takes a tremendous amount of work and it's a, a huge grind to get there. Um, I really want to get to a point where, it is my full-time job um, where I'm able to support myself and, and have it be the thing that I, that I do either comedy or comedy adjacent things. I just, I love it. It's just, it, I don't know. Like I've, I've been passionate about other things like drums and music in the past, um, but not to the same degree or level. I don't think that I am with, with comedy. I'm, I, okay. I really am driven to to try and push this further um, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be a house. I would love to be a household name. I would love to be, you know, selling out massive performance venues. <laughs> there is something you know?
3: very intoxicating about that idea. Yeah, it's, it's it really is. And and we do have comedians here in state of Maine who are. I wouldn't call them household names, but people do know who they are. Sure, you know, and and it, so it is it absolutely. is an achievable goal,
2: and they've been in like blockbuster films yeah, and and absolutely. all that, you yeah. know, yeah. and so yeah, it is it is a possibility, but I'm also not so delusional or naive to think that like it's going to happen, but or if you or don't that work it towards it, to. then it won't happen for sure. It's so, true, yeah. and that and that's that's a big part of it too, because like you know, there's a lot about this whole thing like that first time that i went on stage and every time that i go on stage and like and pushing it to be kind of like the main thing there is this like i don't want to get to the point where i i reach a stage in my life where i'm like what if i had done that right you know i don't so i don't really have any any real regrets at this point in in my life They're you know we all think back and say oh if i had done this a little bit differently this is where i might be on my path it's like yeah that's okay but i don't i don't really have any regret for where i'm at but i would i would love to get to the point where i was just i'm doing stand-up like every single night you know i would do it every single night if if the opportunity was there i agree with Uh, you i
1: do (laughs) what do you say uh, this is good. We want to move on to our final segment of the interview, unless there's anything that you
3: absolutely have to talk
1: about.
2: That oh, I I mean, I do want to say that um, you know, I I I really I thank you guys for having me on this on this podcast. I wasn't I wasn't fishing I was, for that, oh, but that that's fine. <laughs> Should I should I wait and say that at the end? No, 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 no. Now's now's good. it's good. Now it's good. Say it multiple, <laughs> multiple times. This I, um, I'm
3: surprised you haven't said it yet, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. It's only well, been an hour. I mean, and that's
2: <laughs> that's you know, it's that's really the reason that I joined the River Comics was to.
3: Yes, we. Uh, that's right. We neglected to mention this oh. that Ian is actually the, the the now the fourth member of mm-hmm. our River Comics production yeah. comedy production team, yep. and we yeah. we have really been appreciative of having you on you've been uh you've been a good um addition to our team and and also a nice um a nice voice on our team where oh, sometimes we, when we get into it a little bit you chime in with something that you know is is cutting to the point of the situation or you know removing some bullshit that we're get going through or whatever it's it's been it's been good to have you. Yeah. Oh thank right. you. Yeah.
2: Well I'm glad I'm glad that I could Help, you yeah, know. We, we love I, your uh, infectious
1: energy.
4: <laughs> it is. It's.
2: I know. It's. Um. People just You're sobering. I, I get people. I get it's people. Got a sobering energy. Sometimes, to you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh no. I but I've I've really enjoyed my time working in the River Comics and helping to to produce shows and 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 build the scene in Maine and um. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, like I said the it's the the whole reason that I joined the River Comics was so I could get on this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we probably would have had you regardless, but uh yeah, wish we had known earlier, but okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish we'd been doing of the this back. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm thinking about starting my own podcast too, actually. Oh, actually, really? can't, let's go right
3: now. Ready? What's your name? Your podcast going to be? Oh, I
2: don't know. It's just
3: Would you interview us two at the same time for your first one?
2: I have thought about doing a podcast. I just don't know what I...
3: What would be your first uh, question?
2: My first question? Yeah. Um, Do you like podcasts? Oh,
1: (laughs) wow. Let me tell you a story about podcasts. Make sure you think of a name that you can pronounce well. Oh, for Christ's sakes. A name that you can pronounce well?
3: Make sure it doesn't rhyme with taint. (laughs) In some weird random way.
2: This Only is a good That's my curse, the darkness, right there. <laughs> I thought this was the comedy thin taint podcast.
3: <laughs> thin thin taint. That would be so much better. Oh,
2: next time. Fuck. <laughs> uh. Season <laughs> season seven. We'll am, I not, the podcast. am I not on the comedy thin taint podcast right now?
3: <laughs> Why did I wear this uniform? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: this. This is a very embarrassing outfit to have on. <laughs> if we're not on the thin taint.
2: <laughs> Leonard. There'd be less confusion if you'd just gone with perineum.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, all right, goodness. all right. Curse <laughs> of darkness. Okay, so there's an idiom that goes, I'd rather... Uh, light a what candle. What did she call me? It uh, <laughs> an, an idiot that says, uh, <laughs> I'd rather light a candle than curse the darkness. Uh, and so it means like I'd rather, you know, do things about my problems instead of just complaining about them. Uh, so in in opposition of that, we'd like you to actually complain about something uh, for which you don't plan on doing anything to, to fix.
2: Hmm. I had thought about this quite a bit, you know, listening to the podcast. Like, what would I say in answer to that and um i wish i could remember all the things that i had come up with at <laughs> we the time. have time for one so oh okay <laughs> um so it now are you looking for something yes out in the world or for me personally
1: e- either one either but one the, is okay yeah, something that's <sighs> relatable it would be, would be fine i mean e-
2: yeah so i don't know about you guys but the the one place that I get really Worked up The thing that Really gets my goat If you will Is uh, Riding in a car I get <laughs> Really bad road rage with Like not driving Wait,
3: you're, you're the rider You're the I'm passenger Or I'm
2: driving When well, you I'm you driving Oh okay Yeah Sometimes I forget I'm driving So <laughs> i so um, mad that
1: I forgot I was driving
2: It's It's terrifying <laughs> For my passengers But um, Like have you ever just been Driving down the highway And you're like Oh I'm driving The car right now <laughs> I had that almost thought. exclusively. <laughs> Last week, I was driving down to Portland, and I—I actually—I I, was—I was—I'm was, driving a car right now. I just—it's just—I was just driving, and I—it okay. it suddenly came to me. You know, when you just realize I'm alive. Yeah. When you have that thought, like
3: you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah.
2: Okay, <laughs> I'm off topic. No, um, no, 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 no,
3: no, no. You're doing fine. Uh, are you saying? Are you saying that your issue is? You bad way. road rage? You're not going to do anything about your bad road rage? You're such um, a calm person. How can you even...
2: I have really bad road rage, but the issue isn't what? with me Is it because you have a shitty car? <laughs> no. See, the, this is the thing. The issue isn't... It's not my problem. Oh. It's all of the other people.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: it's, it's not no, me, I it's do, them.
1: <laughs> I don't have time I, to fix their problems <laughs> with me.
2: It is It is the one time where I. I do... I get... Really, really angry driving a car like I hate <gasps> when people are taking a left hand turn and and there you know you, there's a, a left hand turn lane and there's a, a a lane to the right of them to go straight. the people who are driving a normal sized vehicle and they hook it to the right before they take that <laughs> left hand turn <laughs> Yeah. I've like been driving a
1: tank yeah it's,
2: yeah you're not driving an 18 wheeler yeah yeah. and like I don't know I I'm not trying to stereotype anybody but Whoa, here we just, go but uh, <laughs> it's the person driving it is headed, never headed point never somebody who you would expect to see behind an 18 wheeler either so they're just like, they're, like
3: a like a blonde teenage girl or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay.
2: okay I just Whew, I nice um <laughs> Where, where did you think I was gonna I don't be? know. Who the hell knows? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, or just when people just don't use their blinker, that really pisses me off too. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. I, feel,
1: I feel that. Yeah. That bothers me too
2: yeah it's when it's they... when
3: it's when though they do they do that sort of thing, but they're not going five miles over the speed limit or something. It's mm-hmm. always like they're already slowing you down, yeah, and then it's like they're going under the speed limit, they're doing weird things, they're blocking yeah. and, and then and then they don't use their blinker too, and it's like you just want to fucking throw a chair at them. Oh,
2: absolutely!
3: You're like, what? What do what you? What are you doing yeah, on the road? And why is it eight a.m. in the morning on a Monday too? Exactly. Because we all have to go to work. Clearly, you're not going to work.
2: Yeah, anymore. and you just in that moment, like you said, you wish that you had a chair to throw at them. You're like, <laughs> why don't I keep chairs in my car to throw at these people? Or Emmy ones. Or they're they're coming straight at you across the yellow line, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. That pisses me off yeah. more than anything.
3: Yeah. Uh, or they're tailgating you. You have a small car like I do. Yeah. Do you like the guys with the big trucks oh. getting in the rear view? Oh, I got tailgated
1: yeah. last night. It's yeah. the worst. in your, on the, in on your the the window. Riverside. Yeah. You know, that road where it's like it's like twenty-five miles an hour over yeah. in over in Auburn. Yeah. And like I'm in cruise control, I'm at like twenty six miles an hour and I'm going yeah. I'm going relatively slow and, and someone's like right someone's like window. right on my bumper. And I'm like, I cannot speed up because you told me like you've gotten pulled over there, right. because oh, cops yeah. hide there oh, all the yeah. time. Yeah. And I'm getting close to the Dunkin' Donuts, and then uh, off the road, uh, a cruiser pulls through, like a police cruiser See? comes by, and like uh, he he doesn't light us up because 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 uh, we're doing the speed limit, but he goes by, and then the like, car behind me goes like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah, okay, Duh. yeah, <laughs> and then he slows down I'm and gets off you, my bumper. Idiot! Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I
3: actually now that you say this, the other thing that pisses me <laughs> off too. <laughs>
1: It's the headlights. Yeah, they're all so bright. Oh, Everything it's like, is, yeah. I need to apologize to everyone on main roads. So I have a new car, and it looks like my headlights. It looks like my high beams are on all the right, time. And I'm right. so I'm sorry. I know. Yeah,
2: it's it's worse. They'll when, see you coming. Yeah, when <laughs> they when you see them turn it off, but like. A little bit too late, you know. <laughs> it's like just as you're passing. Just
1: yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I
2: don't. want to blind that deer behind you. Oh, here comes they a chair. They have to seen me coming, right? <laughs> they have to see the light of my car coming. No, they don't. They don't, the don't care. Direction. They're
3: in their own fucking little
2: world. Oh, I see they you, just I see realize
1: they're driving a car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Having the same issues that I was having, <laughs>
1: they can see the tops of the trees being lit up. You, you know, you know, know
2: you're coming. I think I think we've done some healing here today. I like um, this. This was good yeah. because now now that you point out the fact that other people are having the same exis- existential crisis. As <laughs> <social as> crisis. <laughs> Now that you point out that other people are having that same yeah. issue as I am, Like I, I think I can be a little more calm. I think everyone like on the road the
3: is going through the same fucking thing. And that's the problem is that we all don't understand that each person yeah. is having the same crises that we're having at the same moment.
2: Yeah. you know. I wish they would just realize that I'm more important
3: than that. Well, mm-hmm. someday they will when you're a household name.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this whole thing is going to make me sound like an egotist. It is what it is. <laughs> sound like you say
3: <laughs> you just have to accept it that's why no one likes us
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no well, we really appreciate you being part of our our little production group and being part of our podcast here and yep. just being part of the main comedy scene in general Because thank uh, you yeah really do appreciate
1: it thank you very much Ian. yeah
2: absolutely it's um the river comics did make a lot of sense since i grew up in auburn to to be a part of the group that yeah. was coming from there yeah no
3: we we were a natural choice and uh our first ask
2: oh i appreciate that
1: (laughs) oh you're laughing now 2021 our first ask of 2021 i'm just just kidding (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much ian mcdonald everyone just just while we're still recording play a little drums for us
3: please i'm I'm dead serious i want to hear it (laughs) (laughs) he's not serious at all come on i just want to hear like a little thing we want to get a little bit on tape you going to bring your mic? I'll bring my mic in. Okay. We're going to go in. Yeah, that's fine. He's wheeling the stool up. Here we go. Here we go, folks. Ian McDonald, everyone. Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Do a quick rim shot.
4: Thank you. Wow. Just like my Xbox.
1: that was ian mcdonald uh the newest member of the river comics so so happy to get a chance to sit down and talk with him or was i (laughs) No, you were. And it I was think great. I gave the wrong inflection on the end of that statement. I, yeah,
3: I wasn't quite sure where we were going with that. But uh, no, I, I, I've, I've enjoyed all of our time with Ian. And it struck, it struck me that uh, he, was, um, he was just now getting involved in comedy. 2018, I, I didn't even realize that. Like, uh, the pandemic's really fucked up our timeline, man.
1: Right. I totally assumed that he had been doing it much longer than, than you or I, or especially you, because he's much better than you are. <laughs>
3: All right. Thanks to everyone who listened. Tell your friends and follow Comedy Think Tanked wherever you can. Be sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Comedy Think Tanked, Twitter at Comedy Tanked, and our website, ComedyThinkTanked.com. Email us at ComedyThinkTanked at gmail.com. Have a great day.
1: Thank you.
0: The music was written and produced by a minor, Ralph Bergfeld. No comedians were hurt in the production of this podcast. All audio snippets of actual funny punchlines were not written or performed by any of us or our subsidiaries. Rather, they are express written bits of professionals we admire. Let the civil actions be filed. Any opinion heard actual or implied is that of the comedy think tank producers and their guests any slight insult affront slur disparaging remark snub rebuff rejection or spurning no matter how derogatory pejorative or abusive you may feel it is was not intended but for comedic entertaining purposes only thanks for listening
1: Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. That's nearly unlistenable.